Hello, Matthew Grant here, one of the partners from Instec London, and welcome back to the Instec London podcast. Or if this is your first time, thank you very much for joining us. So for this week, we've got two great stories from a couple of founders who spoke to us at our last event at the Steel Yard in February, when we had 250 people joining us. It seems pretty extraordinary now. Now, both companies are in the early stages of launching, but we've been really impressed by how much these two founders have already achieved. Sai Lakshmi has already founded and sold one business, which is Echo, a pharmacy. And he's now launching Cora to bring together various things correlated into one application. Amit Patel is a trained surgeon, but he has also spent seven years at Bupa Ventures and is launching Healthy as a new way to offer health insurance. It's only a few weeks since we spoke to them and a lot may have changed around us since then, but I've no doubt we're going to be seeing a lot more from both these companies in the near future. So Sai, you have already done one startup and you've been successful. Before we talk about that and what you're doing, let's just have a quick reminder of what you're doing at, at Cara. Sure. So um, just, again, I always love audience participation. Who drives a car in this room? Who finds it a pain in the ass to drive your car? Like in terms of all the payments, MOT taxes and all of that stuff. Yeah, most of you, basically. Okay, so uh, at Cora, what we're basically building for drivers is a tool to manage all of the different payments associated with your car. So we're building the tool to manage MOT, road tax, tolls, parking, congestion charge, and, of course, insurance, all in one seamless application. And we get that? <laughs> and a lot of people are like, um, are you going to do all of that in, in one go? Uh, and the answer is yes. So we're actually going to be launching uh, in, in, sort of in public in about a month's time. And so we, we will, we'll, we'll already have the functionality for MOT, congestion charging, parking, and tolls. Um, and then obviously insurance is going to be coming a little bit later on. So you're, yeah, it's a classic model. You're, you're leading with some other need that people have, and you're basically sort of sneaking the insurance in through the through the back end. Yeah, it's massively cheeky. Um, we, um, when we look at products, we always start with a customer pain point, uh, and you always need to say, well, what does the consumer find really, really irritating? And you start with that pain point, and then once you've figured that out, um, you, get, you get customers onto your platform, and then you can give them uh, the cross-sell and upsell with other products and services. Now, this is your second company, or set of founding your second company. What have been a couple of takeaways that you learned from doing the first time round that allow you to do this hopefully more successfully, but certainly do it faster and scale this time? Yeah, so um, the, the first company that I started is a, is a business called Echo, which is an app to manage your repeat prescriptions on your smartphone. Um, and um, that business was acquired by Lloyd's Pharmacy about nine months ago. I think key, key takeaways from, from that business... I think you really got to plan plan ahead. You need to know what you're building at what time, and then and then get the engineering team to focus on on, on that build in, in in various steps. And then I think also once you've once you've once you've done one business, you have a better understanding of who you want in your team. Two of them, two of uh, two of our team are in the audience. Um, you should go and find them because they're great at uh, at insurance and marketing respectively. So. Please find them. And great. And, and how much of the data you need to be able to build your application is either open source or is you know, reasonably available if you, you know, negotiate a, a relatively straightforward deal with 
with the, the, the providers they're meaning they're not going to do an exclusive deal with you. Is it relatively easy to get that data? Um, it, I wouldn't say it's easy. I think it's 50-50. So half of it is available on open source systems, and then the other half is, is basically... Um, you know, beg, steal, or borrow, right? We're a startup, and we need, to, we need to deliver the product that consumers want. And so there's no silver bullet, but there's lots of different ways to get what you need to do. And um, you must rely pretty heavily on a, a hosted environment. What, what do you look for when you're, you're looking at who you choose to work for, for going for one of the cloud providers? Yeah, so um, there is a thank you and an apology in here. So we actually use a combination of um, GCP and uh, AWS. So GCP, Google Cloud Platform, and Amazon Web Services. Uh, I don't actually know the reasons for why we're using both, but I know that um, the GCP side of things works better for us on a consumer authentication um, side of things. Um, I think, you know, going back to Google, where we think our relationship is going to go with that organization I think short term is obviously um, with Google Cloud Platform and Google Credits for AdWords and, and, and things like that. And I think in the, in the midterm, we obviously want to build out our, our product proposition, which will obviously include Google Maps, which is hosted on Google, obviously, um, and Google Pay, uh, Android Auto, and all of that side of things. And you mentioned Google Credits in passing. I don't know how comfortable you feel talking about it, but that's a concept that is quite important for people starting up businesses where, by implication, you get free access to, to the cloud. Can you just talk a bit about that? When you start a business, the amount of server costs can be you know, in the few hundreds of dollars. But as you start ramping up users and, and ramping up instances of, of your service, that can go into like five, ten thousand dollars $10,000 a month. So those credits are unbelievably helpful in the sort of first 12 months of existence because, you know, that's probably, after headcount, one of your biggest costs. And so, you know, the support that you get from GCP is invaluable on that side of things. So finally, I think you're going into beta test on your app at some point soon. You might even already be there. Yeah, so we, we launched in private beta about a month ago, and then we realized how many things were wrong with it. So we, we decided not to, um, not to keep shipping it out to consumers. I think a lot of those fixes are being done as we speak right now by the engineering team. So we should be in a position to do a second private beta in two weeks' time with a full public launch, fingers crossed, Q220. Fantastic. Well, Sai, thank you very much. It's been, it's been great. Thanks for having us. I'm the founder of Healthy, Amit Patel. We're effectively here to transform the way people access and fund healthcare. Um, we think health insurance is broken, and there's a number of reasons for that. Uh, customers, frankly, have been voting with their feet. If anyone follows the trends in the market, customers have been declining by 1% per annum over the last 20 years. We think it's an unaffordable proposition today. It's quite complex, uh, particularly for the customer to understand what's included in it. Um, we definitely think digital servicing, customer experience needs uh, a kind of massive upgrade. Um, and there's this other thing that's been coming through from customers, which is it's sort of unfair. So. Uh, when you know, I put my premium down, I don't claim, typically I don't derive much value back, and my premium goes up on renewal because I'm a year older and I higher inherent risk. So Healthy's here to solve for those things. Great, and you know, many people get their health insurance through their employer. Are you targeting the employer market or are you after the people that are either don't get it through their employer or choose to do it just, just personally? Yeah, I think um, as... Uh, 
as you uh, think about how the workforce is changing, you know, people are seeping out of large corporates and starting to work in the gig economy. Um, they're also moving to smaller enterprises. So I think that the market uh, for us, target market, does include individuals, SMEs, and corporates, but we would like to start um, in the SME and individual area where we see sort of um, more people underinsured and more angst about trying to get insurance. What's your view on the impact of wearables? You know, there's, a, there's a quite a few companies out there who are in a similar space who are looking at using wearables that, that track how far people walk. Uh, blood pressure, things like that. And, and now, I, I guess there's two answers, two ways of thinking about that question. One is using the very specific data. The other one is it just, is it just define a type of behavior that's meaningful when you look at selecting or, or pricing people. So um, I'm a surgeon by training, um, so I can qualify some of my answer here. Um, you know, look, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in looking at those kind of metrics, um, and in the fullness of time, we'll collect enough data to understand what they mean. But um, I'll give you an example. We have um, things called incidentalomas. Um, incidentalomas are basically um, uh, abnorm abnormal findings on x-rays. Yeah? Now, if we didn't use x-rays so much, we'd never pick them up. And actually, they're just fine, and they're not a problem for anyone. Um, however, we are picking these signals up, and people are starting to over-investigate you know, certain areas of the human body. Um, and I think we could fall into that category. So um, where I'm at with wearables is I think it's really interesting to give people insight, if it's credible, um, about um, you know, their metrics. And maybe in, in the future, at some point, we'll be able to inform risk models. But I agree, we have to collect the data. How useful it is right now, I don't know. OK. And I'd just like to talk a little bit about your journey. Because when we last spoke, it was, to me, really incredible how fast you put together your business, including engaging a team to go and build your app. So, can you just talk a bit about what that actually has been in practice? And you know, how have you managed to move so quickly? Because speed is clearly one of the things that distinguishes people who are successful in this space. OK. Um, well, first, maybe it's helpful just to give a bit of backstory. I trained as a medic, worked in the NHS for five years as a surgeon, then went to work in consulting, strategy, and M&A for five years and, and commercialized my career. Um, and then I've spent seven years at Booper doing group strategy and M&A. I ran strategy and M&A for our UK business across insurance and um, provision. And then I was director of New Ventures. So um, that's where I cut my teeth on product and technology, because I was a venture builder. So I've kind of got a head start, I think, in, in the know-how and understanding of delivery of care um, and how businesses run in healthcare and how insurance works. So I think that's helped me quite a lot. Um, and then, um, I guess, lean startup mentality. Um, I'm a solo founder. Uh, I incorporated uh, the company in July and then basically started um, going pretty quickly in terms of initial proposition development, um, getting carriers and MGAs on board uh, to get Get to get underwriting capacity and authorization, and, and now we're in product uh, design and policy build. Yeah, no, it's a really impressive story. I, I, I want to come back and have a longer discussion with you about that because I think there's some great lessons. But just, to, um, I guess, 
one thing to close. So if you've got access to a, a cloud or a Google, Google Cloud environment, what does that give you in addition to what you might be doing if you didn't have access to a cloud? Yeah, I mean, um, we haven't started build, but clearly every every business goes cloud native now. Serverless compute, hosting, data warehousing, and I think it's already been mentioned about 100 times, but you know, all the data tools, analytics, machine learning, and AI, I think um, are really powerful for us. So we would welcome, you know, credits in any of those tools for us to be able to spin up our product. Great. Well, thank you very much, Amber. We'll invite you back when you've had your, your first Series B round to um, be a host for our future event. Thank That's you. very kind, I hope so. Thank you very much. Now we're very grateful to all our members for their support and if you're one of our corporate members, thank you very much. This enables us in turn to help early stage companies such as Cora and Healthy get on stage and onto our podcast. Now if you're enjoying the podcast or you've also been to some of our live events, you may be interested to know that you can now also join us every week for our live chat events. We're running these on the Bright Talk platform and details of how to find it are in the episode notes or you can just search Instec London Bright Talk and of course find us at www.instec.london. You can join in just to listen, watch us, you can ask a question, uh, and coming soon we're going to even going to have live polls. Uh, we're also very interested in any of you that would like to co-host with us. So if you'd like to learn more about getting involved, please do drop me an email, matthew at instec.london, to discuss further.